Welcome back to the Joe Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 143. And I think for maybe one of the first times we, we open the show with golf. Sure. And the earliest episode I think we've ever done. Yeah, that's... Uh, if you're, if you're, Not even 9 o'clock yet. Yeah, Eastern but, Standard Time for those people <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like 5, the, 4. Yeah, almost 6 o'clock. Uh, yeah, 5.50 mm-hmm. out. For those listeners in the West, <laughs> but diehards, yeah, this 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 is. It's also the, the. I feel like it's the undoubted greatest golf tournament. Oh, absolutely! It's the, the it's to me it's the start of spring, the Masters, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, opening day for baseball was officially yesterday, but for the Blue Jays will be today and for the Yankees. So it's yeah, it's. The finishing and the starting, and it's no different than October, I guess. October and April are your, if you want your full slew of sports, those are the two months you're going to get everything. And the end of March Madness as well. Yeah, I was going to say the only sport I guess we're missing right now is football. And that's well, just... not really. If you want to, if you follow the USFL, which has just started, then you really have everything now. So, yeah, you have football as well. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch the USFL. Well, I you know what? It it's hard to find. Like it's not even on, you know, like how you preview to tape stuff like on Rogers it shows you like things coming up for the week. It, I, it doesn't show USFL and it's on a major network, so you think it would come up, but it doesn't. I guess they're probably just not promoting it. Obviously not well enough. That's weird. You know, unless, I guess, Rogers doesn't recognize that as a sport, right? <laughs> like, it, it would only see NFL or NCAA football. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'd like just to see a game because it just reminds me of when I did watch the USFL in 84 to 87 or whatever the years were, and I cheered for the Philadelphia Stars, and I think they won three out of the four seasons that existed. Especially that it was... I don't want to say a legitimate competitor to the NFL because it did eventually disband, but right. they had some pretty significant players. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker. Like, there was, like, guy. It was almost like the WAJ of uh, hockey, right, where people that didn't want to sign or you had some bargaining power, you went and, well, I'm going to go play in the other league then, or you don't really have that anymore. Yeah, your your best option is to be Kyler Murray, and then you could say, "Well, I'll go play baseball." Right? Yeah, if you're a two sport athlete, that's your that's their biggest that's your, threat. But yeah. I don't know how there's not many athletes now that are able to threaten that and have it be legitimate. Like Kyler Murray could go play Major League Baseball if he wanted to. Right. But I, I think I think he's okay in Arizona at least at least for now. I don't know that that division's gonna be it's a, even though Seattle's not good, it's still gonna be another mess. Oh, yeah. But uh, at the Masters, Tiger Woods makes the triumphant return yep. and shoots one under 71 in the first round. And, I mean, for someone that was in an accident where he almost lost his leg just over a or year his ago. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, – I know it's Tiger, so everyone's always going to be happy. But it was just – it was a different level of Tiger impressive. Yeah, and you know – one thing that you have to keep in mind with Tiger is the mental side of things, which is so big in golf. This guy, 
I, I, I can't even describe how good he is mentally because there was a few bad shots he took off the tee into the bushes and then but his next shots are incredible or the one where he putted i can't remember what hole it was on i thought it was going in he thought it was going and in he, he was, was walking up to and it he, and he, so he's pissed off now right most golfers what are you doing on the tee on that next hole you're thinking of that shot what does he do he hits a, like a masterful shot off the tee, and all of a sudden, like the crowd's behind him, right? He's got to feel that, right? Like you could just, you, you could hear whenever, like I'm sure the golfers that are out on the course, they know when Tiger's making a good shot. Yeah. It's louder than anybody else, right? They're just, everyone's cheers for him anyway, but it's going to be more so now. Yeah, especially that, that 2019 when it was his triumphant comeback, and the entire gallery is following him up to 18 because he knows he's they know he's about to tap in a putt for the win right D just like on the first tee there were about 15 people deep just to watch him hit his first shot in over two years it just goes to show the legacy and how popular you know tiger woods is again tiger how many people um can you say other than maybe arnie or jack in golf that you're you just call it by the first name and you know who it is yeah right nobody not else a lot. is recognizable yeah, like, that. like that i'm trying to think for like from the the rest of the field the part three contest is always fun like, yeah that's always... it was uh i was actually part of my i wasn't sure if we we're going to talk about um golf at all so i ha had a few stories there in my uh, bad good and great but yeah it's I, that's great that mike weir wins the par three unfortunately the downside to that is no one who's ever won the par three has ever won the masters in the same year they have won it but not in the same year man it's, it's a kind of a jinx thing but i don't think it really is i also it's a different game right yeah i also don't i don't think many of us were considering mike weir and no like legitimate yeah, contention yeah he's there because he won the masters he's not in the top 100 but he's actually playing pretty well yeah and uh, it was a good, I can't remember who the third, actually I can't even remember who the second, but the Tony Finau group, when he just said like, oh, I, I hope everyone stays healthy out there. I hope no one gets hurt out there. Right. Yeah. At least he can make fun of himself. Yeah. The, I, I think you have to laugh at that. Oh, when for sure. You you celebrate a hole in one and then you yeah. snap your ankle. Right. Exactly. Um, the one thing I learned about the Masters is that the bird noises yep. are all like fake. Oh, really? Yeah, that they added in, like the TV crews added in. Wow. Um, there was actually something else. I was uh, working with my uh, old boss who was training me yesterday, and um, I didn't realize this, but the Masters have, like, tons of rules for the patrons, hmm. which I, I had no idea about, and I'm actually just going to look it up now um, because, just to name a few, um, you can't bring a cell phone in, so your cell phone is going to be left behind. It, it's almost like, I don't know, going to jail or something like that. Um, you can't sit on the grass. You can't lie on the grass. You can't have a chair that has arms, which I guess so you can fit more people in wherever you're sitting. Yeah. Um, you can't ask for autographs. No cameras. Like, it, it, there's there's a lot. Really? No camera? Well, obviously, outside of, like, the TV cameras, but I'm I'm surprised. I feel like 
feel like there are cameramen, but maybe that's just other tournaments I'm thinking of. <laughs> no beepers. So I guess <laughs> if, if you're from 1992. I guess that may be a bit of an outdated rule. The one thing that I thought surprising too was the food. What do you think a sandwich costs at oh, the Masters? I feel like it's actually. I feel like I did see this. Uh, it's actually pretty cheap. It's like two fifty or a something. Buck fifty. Yeah, like a beer's five bucks. Like I guess that's one thing um, that they've actually, and that's actually where uh, my boss talked about this other stuff, which I had no idea. But I just said, "Oh yeah, I, c- I couldn't believe like how cheap." You can buy like a sandwich for a buck fifty, and like it's all very reasonably priced. And then that's when he went on to tell me about all these weird rules that exist when you're there. So I just thought I'd mention that. That's cool. I like that. Um, I guess in terms of contenders, and it's the funny thing now where it's accessible to just I could I could just check. You know, every since Monday since it's legal to now or i guess the legal betting i don't know how to say it that it's like it's open opened up for betting in in ontario since monday so that like FanDuel, the score they all have their own betting apps right and i just i'll just check every day to be like oh okay who's like i'll check in the hockey games oh is there i would never the one thing i would never bet in hockey is a spread or puck spread i guess they would probably call it right right because like i don't know like it's a lot of games are going to be close i'm not going to be like yeah i'm going to take toronto minus one and a half like that that to me was just dumb but then i was checking to see you know who are the favorites cam smith was up there and he's up there in the leaderboard the one name i saw and i'm and i just i don't know i just see him as a masters winner eventually is colin morikawa right Outside of that, I mean, obviously you're gonna have your usual suspects. You're Justin Thomas, yep. Dustin Johnson. Yep. I just and they're all in the mix. Yeah, I just don't. McElroy. We'll throw a Canadian Steve. in there. Yeah, there's. So it looks like all three of them could make the cut by the looks of things so far. But yeah, it's wide open, right? Yeah. Like it's like everyone's gonna cheer for Tiger, but he's not the favorite. No. Right. I'm surprised he shot minus one, to be honest. Like, just in itself, if he decides today that, you know, he can't play because he's just too sore because he said, I got to, what are you going to do for the next 16 hours? He said, ice. I'm surprised he, he didn't say, and not in my drink. Right. But <laughs> yeah, like, how's he feel today? Like, how's he going to feel today? That, that, that I think goes a long way in terms of how well he does here. But, Again, if he like, if he doesn't play today and just shoots minus one, that's still an incredible. I know not by his standards, but by mine by far. Yeah. Do you think wasn't there a time when they were letting him drive around in a golf cart? Uh, like not professionally. Oh, really? You can't because there was a um, like I think his name was Casey. Who had a he had cancer in one of his legs or something, so he had a very uh, bad limp, and he did get an exception uh, to be able to go in a cart for a short period of time. Again, this was probably like in the mid two thousands. I'm gonna say again, don't quote me on that, but uh, but yeah, that's part of the game is like you need to walk. Especially right. the Masters when they were TSN this week was going through like all of the holes pretty much right and like 
it's not like it's flat. It's all oh, hills. Oh, yeah, it's all up and down for sure. And and even Tiger said that that's going to be the toughest part of his day is walking, which sounds so strange from a professional athlete. But um, And the other curious thing I was surprised, and I didn't even know this still existed, he's wearing uh, metal uh, cleats, yeah. which I didn't think still existed on golf courses because I remember when – like golf courses around here eliminated that you can't wear metal, uh, not cleats, uh, spikes anymore, right? So I remember having to change them on my shoes. Yeah, it was so. weird because uh, it's cool that uh, Graham Dillette is on DSN. Like right. he's giving good insight. And he, yep. he said it's good for the short term, but long term, it probably wouldn't be good for his legs. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Also, the dream, I think the dream pairing for, and It'd be terrible for any broadcaster, but if Scotty Scheffler and Xander Shoffley were ever in the same group together. Right. I mean, not that it's like any faster sport, but just Scheffler and Shoffley would right. be a little difficult to yeah, go back and forth Yeah, for the broadcasters, on. for sure. Nightmare. And obviously, I don't I don't think any... And if we're comparing most sports, it's definitely the number one golf thing, but it creeps into maybe like my top five favorite sports things is a, a Sunday at the Masters. Right, for sure. Which this week I won't be watching because I'll be at the Jays game. Oh, right. I'll probably keep up with it on my phone It'll at least. It'll be on tsn.ca, right? You can watch it on there. Yeah, I'm sure. I remember it because this will be – I went to the last Jays game of last year, and that's when everybody right. was watching They're the other games phone. on their phone right. because it was like 12-1 for the Jays. Yeah. Uh, anything else for the Masters? No. We'll head over to the NHL where I realized I didn't write down the Keith Yandel breaks his Ironman streak at 989 right. games. Well, he didn't break it. The Flyers broke it. Yeah, I, unfortunately. I, I, I want to know. I don't know. No one will ever say it, but I want to know whose decision that was. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I'm assuming, again, the Flyers have a pretty good organization. I'm not going to say they're great. They've made mistakes in the past. I'm assuming at the trade deadline – they probably told Yandel, listen, um, obviously you have a no-trade clause. You don't have to go anywhere. If you want to get traded, let us know. Because these last 20 games, we're bringing in all our rookies, so it may cost you your Ironman. I, 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 I'm assuming that conversation was had, maybe not in specifics like that, but general. Yeah. And I'm assuming nobody was interested in Keith Yandel, which I'm surprised just to have as a a backup quarterback power play specialist, right? He's not going to cost you much. You know, he was only a seven fifty player this year, but I guess maybe what they saw in terms of how he played with the Flyers this year, maybe no one was interested. So yeah, it's too bad. It was the I think it probably would have been the same thing because I told you there was it was Ali Friedman that said there was a team that was interested in Phil Kessel, but right didn't want to be the team to end his Ironman streak, which, right. I mean, the Flyers signed up for this, so I don't know. For me, it was more of just why couldn't you follow through to a 1,000 because it's right. not like you're playing for anything. And then yeah. I looked at their depth chart, and then, like, Kevin Connaughton is playing. Who, who got picked up off waivers and actually is playing decent. But, yeah, usually a waiver guy, like, that's not your up-and-coming guy, right? That's a guy you're just looking to fill a hole on a bad team generally yeah i i especially hearing like kevin hayes talk about it it, it seemed yeah. like he was pretty broken up about yeah, that yeah, for sure for sure like it's it it is disappointing right like 
as a Flyers fan, yeah, I'm disappointed in the franchise. Why would you do that to someone? You're again, is that one spot totally necessary for a Connaught, Connaughton or or I don't know who else well, York, right? Like they got those young guys, but why don't like those guys can the young guys can play for Lee Valley. Yeah. Or like just so I don't know. You you can maneuver you can some rot- kind of spot. You can rotate. Yeah, like Keith Yano wasn't that bad. No, like I know he's not the gr- he's not the greatest defender, but again, it, to me he wasn't like hurting you. I know he's minus sixty seven, I think, and is plus minus, so obviously he is. But I don't know. Even even just do the Kessel thing like they did in Detroit. Have right. him play his shift, and he can go sit on the bench the rest of the right. game. Right. Just yeah. let him touch the ice once, and you don't ruin your reputa- reputation. Which to me, it, this feels more like a management than Mike Yo himself making that choice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I don't think they had coach, especially in a year that's just, it's lost. You have nothing to play right. for. I don't and think he's, he's the interim. Yeah, like well. he's it's trying to even... earn his job. That's right. So I guess that's probably why he would agree to do it because yeah. I, I want to try to keep this job full time. Exactly. Do you think the Flyers keep him? I don't. Uh, like maybe as an assistant, but I have a feeling whoever the head coach that comes in, he's going to want his own assistance. So I I doubt if he's back. Talk it. Yeah, I'm thinking either Talk it or Tortorella comes in there. Uh, that would but. that would be amazing. Yeah, I w- I would love that. Um, Austin Matthews and still with still with the Flyers. He scored what is 51st against the Flyers. Yeah, and now he's at 56. Yes, because Austin Matthews and now the. I don't, I don't want to say greatest goal scorer in Leafs history, but he at least holds oh, the record for a single season. I, I would have told you that, like, in his first year, right? <laughs> he scores five goals in his first game. Um, yeah, you know he's going to be the best of all time for the Leafs. For sure he is. Yeah, there's not not many arguments. When, no. like, the, the list was Ander Chuck twice, Rick Vive, uh, Gary Lehman? Yeah. Is that it? Is that yeah. the list? Yeah. Yeah, like, they didn't before 85... They never had a 50-goal scorer in Toronto Maple Leaf history. Wow. That is, for a franchise as I remember, amazing as they are. Yeah, I remember being shocked hearing that stat in the in the 80s. Like, when Rick Vive broke it, it was like, really? Like, Daryl Sittler or Lanny McDonald or Dave Keon or Frank Mahovlich? Like, none of those guys? Slaps? Like, there's, just, there's a laundry list of guys yeah, that like, could have done it. For sure. So, I was surprised. Big time. Man, and now I guess we're just. I feel like because they have like probably like eleven or twelve games left. Yeah, to score four goals. Right, he's gonna get sixty. He's on a streak right now. I think it's more of like how how well into the sixties can he get? Right, because like if he gets to like sixty three, sixty four, that's what the greatest. I'm trying to think in like recent memory because I know like Ovechkin and Stamkos both got to sixty recently enough. Right. But I, I, I can't think of I, – I don't remember if they got above 60. I just remember them getting 260. Right. But, uh, yeah, for for Leaf fans, this is this is your time to celebrate. You have a few weeks, and it's still jockeying for that uh, divisional spot. Right. It's, even if it's home ice advantage. Let's talk about – the Leafs go to – well, they go to Florida, and then they go to Dallas where Matthews ends up with 55 and 56. But right. Monday they're in Tampa Bay – and this is this was one of those like this is a playoff game like you yeah. can feel that in the arena that absolutely these two teams know they're on a collision course yep and 
Jack Campbell, it's his second game back after getting the win in Philly. And the Leafs just, they leafed it up in the right way. Yep. I thought it was going to be, and I say going to be, a defining moment for the Leafs season. I thought maybe they may have turned a corner in terms of being a true contending playoff team. And, yeah, it's Matt Matthews scored another one. Yep. That's when they would have been 52, I guess, at that time. Right. And it was just – it was – I don't want to say so dominating, but it would just it, – it felt like, okay, this team is ready for the playoffs. Right. They totally outplayed the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And it made me think that – and it's still my theory that, to me, if they're winning a round, I, not just because I think between – Florida, Tampa, and Boston. Boston is the weakest of those three. Right. I am a big believer in exercising your demons. And I think Leafs and the Leafs and Leaf fans know that there are quite a few demons with those Bruins teams. Right. Especially because even since 2013, there's still at least two two of those guys that are still there. Yeah. And then second half of back-to-back, which I think makes it a little more understandable about what happened. but. Leafs go up 5-1 against Florida. Yeah. Eric Schalgren's in that. He gets hurt. Right. And then it just turns into chaos. And, yes. And it's Florida who you think of Tampa Bay as all this firepower. Yeah. Florida is is more. I feel like they yeah, have more of just like that kind of outburst. Yeah. They have more, I would say, offensive weapons than Tampa. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Adding adding Giroux, he gets his first goal as a Panther in this yeah. game, and Florida comes back from 5-1 down because yeah. the Leafs, I mean, as impressive as they are, they have a, uh, almost a 60-goal scorer. They're yep. a solid playoff team for the last few years, and I, I don't they never cease to amaze me. Right. A 5-1 lead that you blow, and again, if, if you blow that lead to a Columbus. Right. Honestly, I wouldn't even say Detroit because Detroit is just in a lot of those type well, of games. Well, again, if you remember, the Leafs almost blew that lead against Detroit. Again, 7-2. Yeah, like five, it's almost like don't give the Leafs a five-goal lead or a four-goal lead because they're going to fall apart. You got them right where you want them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a one- or two-goal lead for the Leafs. Honestly, I think because I remember last week the Winnipeg game, they were down two nothing fairly early, right? And that made me think: Does this does this team should they just give up a goal or two early in a game? Because then they can just turn the battle back instead of trying to pr- protect the lead, which it, they can't do. Yeah, it's not like a defensively sound team, and I think no. everyone always knows that. And they yeah. they both actually, I wouldn't even say the defense is the problem. I just think they're still looking for a number one goalie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because It'll probably be Campbell when the playoffs yeah. come, and we all know he could be that, but he hasn't proven himself that he is that goal you can rely on in the playoffs. Like, what, where would you rank Campbell in terms of the Eastern Conference contenders? Where is the Leaf goaltending in your mind? Okay, Vasilevsky, yeah, just for sure. Um, honestly, Bobrovsky has had a good year. Yeah, yes, I agree. Um. It's close with it's close with Boston. Yeah, I would probably lean Campbell over Swayman. Okay, um, I'd probably take Jari over over Campbell. Yeah, uh, anything Washington has, I'll take Toronto over okay. Washington's goalies. Um, 
Carolina, Carolina to me, that's the that's the real sticking point. And I feel like I would take Freddie Anderson, which is funny enough that that's that's the conversation is is it Jack Campbell or is it Freddie Anderson? Because right. last year that was the conversation, right? And now they're on opposite teams and possibly playing against each other at some point. Yeah, so you have Toronto ranked sixth. Yeah, right. So that's that doesn't bode well, right? In the playoffs, if you're the sixth best out of eight teams, chances are your goalie's not stealing a game and then stealing a series for you. Probably not. Which that, is what you need. Yeah. Do you, and I think n- now I get to I get to say who is who is the Carey Price candidate that can carry their team to a Stanley Cup. Right. And I don't think Vasilevsky counts because his team yeah. is so great in front of him. Right. It's just Sterkin. He's probably the second best goalie in all of hockey. And if the Rangers are in the Stanley Cup final, yeah, I don't think it's going to be because of the team in right. front of him. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Because he's a guy that, yeah. Got a shutout last night against Pittsburgh, who they're probably going to play. And, yeah, so he's the guy that can steal a series. Or a game anyway, right? Which eventually could turn into a series win. Which uh, it, it made me really question of how I'm supposed to interpret. So after after Shesterkin shut out the Penguins, he waved goodbye to them with his blocker. Yes. And that just made me think, do I, do I now go with the Rangers because Shesterkin has all this confidence? Or... Is that going to be bulletin board for Pittsburgh? Right, exactly. And that's what worries me. But luckily, we still have a few weeks where I can just stare at these teams and decide, okay, who is going to be better at basically murder ball? Right. Because it's just it, it is a, basically a different sport. Yeah. You can almost rename hockey. Right. It's like the playoff NHL. Right. Whatever the the NHL always comes up with good terms in terms of promoting their playoff season now uh oh the arizona anaheim whole debacle so for those who didn't see it anaheim's up five nothing on arizona uh puck goes on that goalie freezes it and uh trevor zegris pokes at the goalie and does he he does because then there's a whole scrum troy terry goes to defend his teammate and then jay beagle beats him senseless right and I don't know how much we can really talk about it just because I've heard everyone's opinion about it. But I guess maybe what do you think about the whole situation? Well, it's first off, you, you kind of nailed it by saying that it's 5 nothing, And then the second thing is it's Arizona. Um, so there's nobody in the stands that really cares at this point. So, yeah, Zegra shouldn't have it's kind of his fault because he really at that point what are you doing like i know i understand you're trying to be aggressive and stuff but there's kind of a time and place for that and that's kind of not the time or the place to do it and it overshadows do you think anything of it any part of it had to do with secret scoring a michigan goal which oh i'm sure for sure yeah because people don't like that right you're showing up the other team by scoring those flashy goals for sure but hey if you can do it why not as, uh, that would piss me off. Yeah, especially that now he has a highlight reel that includes a Michigan assist, a Michigan goal in full stride against Montreal, and now this one where he has to score around his own teammate. Yeah, exactly. His teammate's trying to get out of the way to allow him to score a spectacular goal. I, and I think Tyson Nash, who is on the Arizona broadcast, kind of made it about himself because 
he said, oh, you can't be out there. First, he said skilling it up, which he then clarified to say, you know, if you're hot dogging out there. And then he explains the situation and doesn't understand why he's like, yeah, Anaheim's up five nothing and they're hot dogging and they're smirking and they're smiling at the Coyotes. And then he brings up that Anaheim was on like an 11 game losing streak. And so now you're upset at a team that's on a huge losing streak for trying to win. Uh, you know what? I Again, you kind of – I almost feel like I should start incorporating my bad, good, and great with – instead of saving it for the end because I've got a couple of things, and I'll bring this one up um, now, which is broadcasting. You need to have, like, a neutral or level-headed – broadcaster either in the booth or during your session at all times because unfortunately nash is hired by the coyotes so he's going to be biased towards it right you i almost feel like you need someone in there to 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 debate that with nash i know it probably isn't the right thing to do but i again personally i think it is because i'll give you an example the Raptors beat the Celtics in overtime. All they're talking about, and I'm a Raptors fan, all they're talking about, oh, the Raptors beat the great Celtics. No, they didn't. Like, nobody came out to say, this is Celt the Celtics bench you beat, barely. In overtime. Against your top team. No one said that. Like, like I thought for sure at least the coach might say something, right? Nobody said anything. And I mean the coach, the broadcasting coach. Nobody said anything about that, and that bothers me because, again, I'm a I can be biased, but I also can be neutral and understand the game yeah. of any sport. Yeah, it's, it's you, both sides. You could be a fan, but at the same time, you have to be realistic with your own team. Exactly, exactly. It, it it's almost like, and I hate to put this on Leaf fans, but if you you know you're going to get your heart broken. Don't you want to be broken a little bit less knowing that, oh, okay, that could happen. It's almost like they just fall in love and they're just head over heels in love with we're winning the Stanley Cup and it seems to happen every year. And then they don't realize till it's over. Oh, we don't have a number one goalie. Oh, we have like the 25th ranked defense. Oh, yeah, but we have Matthews who can score 60 goals. Like It's funny because... The other thing, too, was last night um, the Leafs lose – or, sorry, the Leafs win in overtime. But, again, do we not forget Dallas tied the game with two minutes left to go. In the, again, the Leafs blow a lead. Yeah. But nobody talks about that. It's all about Matthews scoring 56 goals and they win in overtime and he scores the overtime winner. And it's just it, – it bothers me. I guess being more from Leafland than anything else because you get it in your face all the time. Yeah, the, the rose-colored glasses, at, yeah. at least this year for Lee, and every year it's it's something. Last year it was, look at it, they're dominating this North Division. Right. How they're going to walk through these teams. Yeah. And then you run into Philip Deneau, who had scored like five goals that year, who said, oh, yeah, Matthews, he's not he's not getting good chances. Right, yeah. I'm like, going to shut him down. Because guess what? The, whoever, whoever the Leafs are going to play, that's what happens. Yeah. They just... Time and space. Again, Matthews, McDavid, great regular season players. They don't do so well in the playoffs because there's no ice left. It's a, like you called it. It's a different game. Yeah. It's the NHL playoffs. That's why they call it that. 
Yeah, that, and it's and it, I feel bad for Leaf fans because like last year it was like, oh, Matthews and Marner aren't scoring, but here comes everybody else to save them. This is the year where even if they lose, because to me, if they lose, I mean, I guess for Leaf fans, it's probably the end of the world. But I think we've been talking about it all year that if they don't win, it's not the end of the world as long as Matthews and Marner show up. Exactly. If they're key contributors and they lose, you can go, you know what? Yeah. One more year. Right. We you can, can tip your hat or you can now you can say the Tavares and the Nylanders need to pick it up because those are the guys that weren't contributing. If you have everybody if you have if they have everybody scoring like they are recently. Right. That's called the regular season, unfortunately. But yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Especially I was talking I was talking with some people about the Leafs D pairs going into the playoffs. And I mean, you have Riley, Riley Labushkin. There's again, there's some questions about what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Muzzin's back now. Uh, Giordano Lilligren have been a decent enough pair yeah. that if, if your three pairs, like I, I we broke, I broke it down to, okay, Riley Labushkin, that's a good pair. They split them up in Florida for some reason, which I didn't get. And then you do Muzzin Brody, which is like your shutdown pair, I guess. Right. And you basically have TJ Brody to be Jake Muzzin's protector because he's not right. as strong anymore. Yeah. And then Jordana Lilligren as your third pair. Like yep. that's, you can at least say that is a playoff decor. Yes. Agreed. And then it's just going to be the goaltending. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff, once the season is done. He's done. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I, I'm not quite sure how I understand how certain athletes think. Because to me, when you say you're retiring, like, to me, it's like you're giving up. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. But, yeah, I just, like, why wouldn't he wait till the end of the season? And, like, is he looking for a, a last 15-game or 12 game like tour from whoever he's going to see. It's just, I guess maybe you just wake up one day and you go, that's enough. But then why keep playing those last 11 games? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. it. It Retirement kind of seems like either the beginning of the year, like coach K did. Right. Or once the season's done. That's right. Yeah. If you know, this is my final season, I'm going to give it all I've got. Yeah, you're right at the beginning of the year or you wait till you know what maybe i got another year in me but let's wait till the end of the year and see how i'm feeling or even right? just like before the last home game right then you can announce it go, sure. i'm retiring yeah, yeah. at the end of the year so then yeah yeah this the, is my last standing ovation for sure yeah what if that's what you want right like look at tom brady so <laughs> then he yeah. came back yeah exactly but maybe uh, gets laugh will come back i doubt it but uh west wild card race um, I was going to say heating up, but it, it's just been hot for a while. Vancouver, again, they're just sticking around. There are the Leafs of the mid-2000s. We're going to finish ninth and get the worst draft pick possible and not make the playoffs. It's like your worst-case scenario <laughs> of all bad teams. They, they're going to get themselves heartbroken. So right now, as yeah. we said on Friday... Dallas still two games in hand. I yep. feel like they're lo Remember that used to be four and five. That's really dwindling, isn't it? It's not. It's not as big of a gap as we no, thought it was. No. Winnipeg, I think we're done with. Right. Yes. They lose that Leaf game. They lose it, to the Red Wings. Yeah. Which, you, when that, Thomas Grice is standing on his head, that's yeah, not that, a good sign. Exactly. The year season's over. I think that's even a team that they might blow it up. 
because yeah. when Josh Morris he's saying no one is talking in the room exactly. after that loss. Exactly. That's the a bad sign. Yeah, that's right. And they got an interim coach, right? They lost their coach midway through the year. That they that was a tough and and it wasn't really injuries, really, right? It was just they lost their coach. Yeah. And they just haven't really played well. Connor Connor and Ehlers both got hurt at one point. I mean, Connor's is still like a thirty or forty goal well, scorer. Yeah, like he's still contributing. Like I it's it's Shifley. Shifley and Wheeler, those are the two guys that those are supposed to be your leaders. And right. I'm I wasn't seeing much leadership. Yeah. Like the Leaf game when I can't remember who had the breakaway and scored, but Mark Shifley was the last guy back and back checked about as hard as I do in men's league. <laughs> right. Like it was, there was no effort whatsoever. So Winnipeg were done with Vancouver hanging on for dear life with yeah. 10 games to go. They're at 78 points. Uh, Vegas is at 82 Dallas, 84. I think the sneaky part is what if Dallas catches Nashville? Right. And then Nashville has to be a part of this race. Yeah. Cause Nashville, Nashville is the team. I don't it, to either the Raptors, the NHL. I I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I also don't think they're winning a round because they're in the wild card and you're playing Colorado or Calgary. So, do you think it would be? Do you think the NHL would ever entertain a plan? Uh, maybe like the three, like the baseball is doing with like the three game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some kind of plan. Because to me, yes, the West is still interesting, but it would make it even more interesting now because Vancouver still has a legitimate shot, at least in a play-in. Yeah. And in the East. Oh, you get the Islanders getting a chance with Washington? Well, at least now, like, again, since October, we've already said the playoffs (laughs) are set in the East, right? Yeah. At least if there was a play-in, at least the Detroits and the Islanders and the Columbuses would still think at least they'd have a chance. Yeah. Where now it's like, right? Like, yeah, Washington is going to be the worst playoff team probably in all of hockey. Right. Because they built a big enough lead that yeah, the Islanders, I think, still have like a very small because chance. Because they had some games in hand because of COVID. But again, that's been running out like Dallas, right? It. I feel like we're getting close to the Islanders have to win out and Washington has to lose out. That would be my one – if I could ask Gary Bettman one question, that's what I would ask him. Are you happy that the Eastern Conference playoffs were decided by November? <laughs> and Gary Bettman would not talk to you again. I know. But you, you know what I mean? Go. That would be my question, right? Like he, all well, the other leagues do it. He cares about parity. Right? The other leagues do it. Yeah. Why not? Why, like just – again, I'm a Flyers fan. Give me a little – bit of hope because all i've been doing for the last 25 games is i'm actually cheering for the leafs against the flyers it's sad but i don't want them to win no right they beat columbus last night after losing at home to them back i don't want them to win i want them to get a top four pick and now i'm looking to see ah new jersey lost oh they're playing montreal okay so now they're catching (laughs) philly that's not the way to think right you want if you want to have that play in then Oh geez, if they win a couple more games, maybe they can catch the Islanders or Columbus. I know that's not the case, but, but at if least you get, have some hope. Yeah, if teams get hot at the right time. Yeah, what if you go on a ten-game streak and now you get to play in the play-in game? Because otherwise, again, a prime example is this year for the East. That's right. not, it's, it's it's that and bringing back the conference format. Of all people, you're a Red Wings fan. They, yeah. they were in the mix. If you're in the play-in, they're in the mix. You give them you give them a one game chance. They might give up ten goals. They also might win. That's right. And for 
the young guys, I would say that's great. Put them in a one game playoff because that's even though it's not much, it's still experience. It's like a game seven. Yeah. Pseudo pseudo game seven, I guess. Uh, we talked about Shesterkin. Let's go to the NBA where this past Sunday, Kyle Lowry made his triumphant return to Toronto. Yes, unfortunately triumphant. Yeah. But, I, again, uh, Raptors, they lose a good game is the best way I can put it. Again, competitive. They can beat all the best teams in the league, and, and that's a good sign because guess what? When you go to the playoffs, that's who you have to play are the best of the best. Uh, also, then last night was Danny Green's return. Right, and he, he was got, hot for the Sixers. And he got his ring. Oh, is that when he finally got it, eh? Wow. And that, and because I didn't even think about that's Philly's first time in Toronto. Really? I, I guess, or maybe just with, with him. Oh, yeah, and fans. And maybe with him. Yeah, because uh, Matisse Thybul, he was declared ineligible to play in Toronto. Right. For reasons that we're not explaining, but right. there's kind of only one reason, reason he wouldn't be playing. Exactly. If that's again, if that's if that's the playoff series, I, I told you on Monday, that's yep. the team I want to see because they are the biggest meltdown potential. The um, Sixers were up seventeen two to start the game last night, which I watched this morning, and the Raptors battled back. They figured out a way. Um, without Van Vliet and Anobly, both of them out of the lineup, and they figure out. You know who is the most disappointing player on the on the floor? James Harden. He is just a. I I don't even know if he got double digit points. To be honest with you, maybe he got ten, eleven points, airballed a three. Just to me, doesn't seem. Maybe he's resting up for the playoffs. I don't know, but. Uh, the Sixers came out on fire because uh, a little birdie told the announcers that the Sixers really don't want to play the Raptors, and I'm assuming nobody wants to play the Raptors. No, out of all the teams, especially when Chicago is the team right under the Raptors, who right. have won, I think it's now one out of 14 games against the top four teams. Again, you took another bad <laughs> out of my... But yeah, they're one for 14. One in 14 record against the top teams in the East. I want to play the Bulls. Yeah, that's that's the we're jockeying for right. a position, especially because now that looks like Brooklyn might be in that seven eight play in game. Right, Brooklyn wins that first. I mean, if they lose that first one, it's even worse because then okay, what Brooklyn's going to be the eight seed. Yeah. So your your reward for winning the Eastern Conference is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who can play in every game. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the the play like all the actually it's funny enough that. The, the 20 teams that are making, I guess, the postseason are decided now. Right. But it's still – there's still so much to be decided yeah. in, like, three days. Right. Uh, which does bring us to the Los Angeles Lakers because I watched um, no LeBron. He was out right. against Phoenix. Yeah, he and- doesn't want to miss the playoffs <laughs> on the court. I might as well be in <laughs> on the bench. And this was the – Everything on the line, season, all that kind of stuff. After the game, Anthony Davis was talking about we had more starting lineups than we did wins, which I'm sure everybody will go, okay, you know what? Gap year for the Lakers, which doesn't really make sense because they also lost in the first round last year to Phoenix. But I just – I don't know what it was. First of all, it was funny. After the third quarter, they had the camera on LeBron, and then everyone started tweeting the picture and saying, like, 
is he about to like suit up to go play right now because they were down like 15 going into the fourth quarter right and i was just kind of waiting for okay it's anthony davis he's he's one of the best players in the league this is he's gonna turn it on the suns are gonna sit everyone and the lakers are gonna keep their playing chances and it just didn't happen phoenix just dominated they're up 20 and then finally with like four minutes left they take out anthony davis they bring in all the bench guys the suns do the same and then it's just this was like it was fun for three minutes where i just kind of sat there watching like the Lakers are missing the playoffs, not just not just the NBA playoffs. They're missing the play-in tournament. Most disappointing NBA team this year? Easily. Because like, I think they were the favorites to win the title, which wasn't ridiculous yeah, if you have for sure. healthy Anthony Davis yeah, and healthy you look LeBron. look at the roster on paper. They should be in the mix anyway. They should at least be a play-in team. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah. And I think it's honestly, as much as people are going to go, it's terrible the Lakers aren't in there kind of think it's a good thing to just let's let's be realistic in this world where one day LeBron is not going to be in the NBA so now we don't have to basically have the boogeyman or Tiger Woods or Lewis Hamilton because if LeBron made even the play-in that's where everyone goes watch out this team's going to make the finals when best case scenario they're the eight seed they have to play Phoenix and Phoenix is the best team in the NBA right Crazy, crazy world we live in. That yes. Tigers back and the Lakers don't even uh, get one game chance. Not even a sniff. Uh, speaking of the play, and so again, we have the teams basically set. I, I wanted to, so they did release the schedule for next week, which I know you were really into the play-in tournament last year. And yeah, we watched that uh, San Antonio Memphis game together. That's right. So. How it's going to happen is April the 12th, which is Monday. Monday. Uh, yeah, so we start. Is the eight? Right? Yeah. Monday? So we start Monday where we have the 7-8 game between the in the Eastern Conference. Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay. So Tuesday, East 7-8 game. And then, uh, so the Clippers are just the 8 seed. This is the funny thing is they're just locked in as the 8 seed. The 7 seed in the West, we don't know yet. So. April 12th, first two games. Right. Then the 13th is the East, basically the East elimination game, I guess we'll call it. Right. The 10 versus the 9. And then also the 13th is the Pelican-Spurs game, which we know those two teams are playing. We just don't know who the home team is yet. Oh. Going into the final weekend. Gotcha. And then no games on the 14th, which does not really make s- Oh, wait. I guess they can't play back-to-back. But the 15th will be the final elimination games. Okay, gotcha. So that'll be the game for the eight seed. So they actually NBA and NHL are getting closer to almost matching up to start the regular playoff yeah. season. So Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. That is our yeah. NBA, basically our NBA March Madness. Right. Uh, if anybody is missing the fun of March Madness, now you get to watch NBA players play. All next week. Yeah. Uh, and even even the seeding is still kind of up in the air. Um, the battle the battle at the top of the Eastern Conference is I, I wouldn't say wide open. Miami's up two games on Milwaukee. Boston's two and a half back. Philly's three games back. The funny thing is, I just don't see 
Boston losing. They ha- they played Memphis on right. Sunday to end the season. Memphis doesn't really have anything to play for. They're four games up on Golden State and eight games behind Phoenix. So they're stuck where they are. Yeah, they're they're the two seed. Um, Milwaukee beat Boston last night, which again was a playoff game. Right. And again, I just I don't see Boston or Milwaukee losing. So it seems like we just have this Philly Toronto series, which it's yeah, which is I mean. If they're saying it that Philly doesn't want to play Toronto, right. and you're not going to have one of your better defenders for Philly able, who's yep, ineligible, to to Toronto, yep. we how, don't know why. But how many times are we going to see that Kawhi shot now if the Sixers oh, play yeah. the Raptors? And it'll be the MB walking in the tunnel crying. Crying, yeah. I and I think that's the best case scenario for the Raptors is I don't know if Embiid is over the mental hump of the playoffs yet because he was incredible this regular season, right? But Especially, and I bring up exercising demons again. If Embiid is truly the superstar we think he is, this is his series to just go and dominate. Right. And go and win this series, I don't want to say by yourself, but the Raptors have enough guys to throw at James Harden. Yeah. To kind of neutralize him. Yeah. And go, all right, Embiid, this is your, you can do this. to win or lose. Yeah. Uh, And then in, in the West... Like Phoenix, yeah, they're one seed locked up. Memphis is going to be the two seed. There is a little bit of jockeying to be had. Golden State is a game up on Dallas, who's two games up on Utah. And then Denver is uh, half a game behind Utah. And then they're two games up on Minnesota. So I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that the plan is even set. Minnesota and the Clippers will play the non-elimination game for right. the seven seed. And then New Orleans, San Antonio, it doesn't really matter who the home team in that is. It'll just be two pretty evenly matched teams. Right. Amazing, though, I think we talk about how great of a coach Greg Popovich is, but, like, the last two years, he's just kind of snuck his teams into the playing tournament. Right. They lost last year. They could lose again. But even just having that chance, having a postseason game. Right. Uh, Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, uh, we'll talk uh, We'll talk about Brooklyn because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just kind of alternate big scoring games. Kevin Durant scored 55 against Atlanta on the weekend. Right. They lost, which wasn't great, but um, Kyrie scored 42 the other night. It, it's a scary team, especially because they're going to be a 7 or 8 seed. For sure. Someone we won't be seeing is Ben Simmons. Oh, He is going to be – Steve Nash said he won't play in the regular season and he won't play in the play-in. So, the Ben Simmons debut will be in the playoffs. Arresting him? Is he on load (laughs) management? (laughs) Mentally? Oh, my God. (laughs) I just – I know every time I see a Ben Simmons story, I'm like, oh, I have to bring this up. I know you just love talking about him. Exactly. I, I don't see a point of even playing him in the playoffs no. because you're going to, okay, let's, let's, if we're going to play this out, he's going to play what game one of the first round in Miami. Do we really think he's going to be okay in Miami with Jimmy Butler on the court with Kyle Lowry on the court? Yeah. like it, And again, he's taking away minutes from guys that played the entire year. Do you don't think they're a little pissed off at that? Yeah, like he's going to play right. like 10 minutes a night. Yeah. And is that really the Ben Simmons you want to see? No. You 
in a playoff series, you want to see him play 40 minutes a night if yeah, he's exactly. at full health and strength. Right. Uh, also, during a, a Brooklyn Knicks game, which it's hilarious, the, the Knicks just like became the Knicks again this year where I, I can't even tell you how many like 20-point leads they've blown. They were up 21 against Brooklyn, and they just stormed back. But that 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 part's irrelevant to uh, the NBA doing the 75th anniversary broadcast, where each quarter they went to a different, different decade. decade. Yeah, that was neat. I've like they yeah. they started in black and white, right. and then the funny thing is, I wish they didn't have the scoreboard on the screen because right. they never had been, it before. Exactly. Which of all sports, that's where you needed it. Yeah. With so much scoring, right? What's the score? <laughs> Right. Oh, okay, we can find out at the commercial break. Yeah. You're trying to just do math. Okay, well, he hit. And it was funny. I'm pretty sure the first basket of the game was a three. And they were mimicking, I want to say, the 60s, right. I think, or 50s, 60s. And then whoever was doing the highlights was like, and it's funny that he hits a three because the, the three-point line wasn't implemented until 1979. Which I couldn't believe it was that, that late. Yeah. That surprised me when I heard that stat. I think it makes the, the Lakers show even that much better where the NBA was really in turmoil at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, again, yeah, they may have went under, which is incredible to think of at this point in time. But yeah, they, that's where they were at. Yeah, they eventually figured it out. Uh, March Madness, Final Four. A great Saturday in which the Kansas Buzzsaws beat Villanova. Yeah. A team that you never believed in in Kansas. I don't want to say prove they didn't, Villanova didn't deserve to make it there, but right. I, I feel like now I feel robbed of an Arizona Villanova game. I feel like that would have been a really good one. Yeah. But Kansas just, I get never felt close. No. Like not the, against a defensive team that doesn't score well. <laughs> that Villanova so, just sucked. They made the fun it close of, though. Yeah, they did play well considering. And super, super, super senior Colin Gillespie played his, right. his last game at Villanova, and Kansas goes and it was it was really the appetizer to UNC Duke, which was the first time they've ever played in March Madness, right. and it's uh, they've played a hundred times, was it? Or 99, this was right, game 100, 100, yeah. where Coach K was 50 and 49 right. against North Carolina. And I said to you, is it better that he finishes tied with North Carolina or that right. he has has the lead? Which was, it's great because this just, it felt like, before it I was like, oh, this is going to be the Coach K game. That's all they're going to talk about. And I was so happy to see that they just, they didn't. Right. They showed him a few times and obviously people have signs and stuff, but they just let this incredible game be the incredible game right which again takes away from my <laughs> good and great because yeah this was the best in my mind the best basketball game of the tournament honestly I don't, I don't know if there's an nba game that was better than this because it had all of the hype of this is the first time they're playing Coach right. K, all that stuff right and i would say it exceeded my expectations yeah like everything happened right yeah that... back and forth both teams had the it was just yeah like it I don't know what else to say. Like, even at the end, you know, felt bad for the center for North Carolina not being able to play the last minute, but to play, you know, 39 out of 40 minutes on a bad leg. And he played well. Yeah. And it, it lead to, led us into this national championship where it's we have this magical eight seed in North Carolina that just 
was hot at the right time. Yep. And the Kansas Buzzsaws, which yep. again, it was it was a close game. Yeah. But it just again it never felt like Kansas wasn't in control. Right. I I've never seen a Bill Self team play this good where yeah. they felt like one of those Virginia or Villanova teams that have been playing together for four years. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't they don't rely on three, which I always feels important in college. Because if you're not hitting your threes, hello Houston, what are you gonna do? We have a problem. Right? Yeah. They go one for nineteen because that's all they know what to do from the three point line. You, if you have no other game, what are you gonna do? Yeah, right? no. At least with North Carolina, when they weren't shooting threes, at least they have yeah, the, they got they, the inside game, right? And they have, yeah, uh, manic. That's right. They had guys that could even their guards. I found or you can drive it. Yeah, the basket could could make some moves. Yeah. For, I mean, every year March Madness, I feel like this was like, I don't want to say the least March Madness a year, but I feel like yeah, in it, terms of like buzzer beaters and stuff, there was none. I, I don't yeah, think, I think there think was one. even one, but there was a couple that could have been, um, or a couple that had good defense that prevented the other team from winning. But it, to me, it was still a pretty good tournament. But no, yeah, it was usually you, you get two or three of them at least. Yeah. And yeah, there wasn't one. Yeah, this was this was the year where it probably, but lots of overtimes. Yeah, right. So very evenly matched yeah. teams. And we had our we had our high seed go on a run in St. Peter's, right? Which I don't know is that a is that a better run than a 16 seed winning a game? Ah, that's a good question. Because like the the UMBC the Golden Retriever UMBC. The Golden Retrievers, they they won a game. They beat a number one seed. No right. one will ever take that away from them. Right. But St. Peter's was, what, a game away from the Final Four? Yeah. like That's, that's a, pretty impressive. As a 15 seed. Yeah. And then they lost everyone. Their coach is going to Seton Hall. Oh, is that right? And their uh, top three guys are all in the transfer portal. That's too bad. It, it sucks because it happens, right? Yeah. It, it's a team that won't probably won't be back next year. Right. But everyone will always, because no matter what schools they go to, the everyone will go. Ah, that's Doug Eddard. He he was at St. Peter's. He was right. the the folk hero of that team. Right. Uh, how um how good was? I didn't watch the um, the ending. I can't think of the one shining moment. Oh, I didn't see it either. Actually, F, I because I, I don't think they had it because I don't think CBS had the final because it wasn't Jim Dance. Really. No. Who, who was it? Uh, I think it was uh, TNT, I think, had the final. Because the only thing Jim Nance did was the post, like giving out the trophies. He was on the on the stage. That's but weird. he never announced that. He didn't announce the game. So he was just there. I yeah. never even thought about it. I didn't listen to the game like with right, the commentators. The music, yeah, we had our music on party time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's, that's it for basketball. And we're about an hour in, so let's talk some baseball. Right. Opening day just happened, but we're still going to do – I always like doing my one question for every team. Yep. We'll, we'll we'll roll through those, I mean, about as quickly as we can. There's obviously some teams that we're not going to have much to say about. Right. And then I've got awards, standings, playoffs, which the playoffs was hard to – like, even though I'm excited about it, it was hard to maneuver how how they were going to work, like with, right. the stand, with the standings. Uh, so I guess we'll just get right into it. We're going to start in the AL East. And my question for Baltimore, I guess, is just 
will their young guys get a chance? No. No? They won't, they won't play? Well, they'll play, but they won't have a chance to win games. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean like a oh. chance to play. Oh, of course. But they're still going to lose 100 games for the, what, fourth or fifth year in a row? Yeah. Unfortunately, just because I'm surprised they didn't ask to get traded to another <laughs> division. Like, just put us in the uh, National League Central. At least it'll give us a chance to maybe finish 500 or at least not lose 100 games. They they are the best fifth place team in baseball. Yeah. Because the rest of the division is just monsters. So good. Exactly. Uh, question for Boston, and this is going to sound biased, but is there a better chance they repeat the success of last year or some regression? Regression. It just seems natural. They they played over their heads last year. For sure. Yeah, we kept waiting for them to fall last year. They didn't. Uh, sales not back till June now. That pitching staff, in my mind, isn't very strong. They add Trevor Story, which... Yeah, that's get, a, that was probably their only good move. But then the rest of the pitching staff, like you got to be... Other than... Um, not Valdez. Um, who's their top pitcher now? Sorry, I can't think of his name, but there's huge question marks uh, in my mind. He was at, uh, used to pitch for the Yankees. Oh, uh, Valdi. Uh, Valdi, thank you. Other than him, it, to me, it's big question marks, right? You've got uh, the Canadian there, but who knows how well he comes back from Tommy John and Sale again uh, when comes when he comes back. I think he has a rib injury or something. So I don't know. To me, it's big question marks. All again. Yeah, usually you were going to regress, right? You're you're not going to overachieve two years in a row. I can't see it. I I think this not is, being biased. Yeah, I think this is a year where they they're going to be battling it out with the Yankees. Agreed. To try to get into that final wild third card spot, spot, I guess. Yeah, yeah, third place in the American League East. Uh, for the Yankees, I guess my question is pretty simple: Are they better, worse, or the same? I'm going to say the same, but just with different personnel. Like, I I don't hate the moves they made but i don't like them either they're they're linear until they add a starting pitcher yeah which they can do at the deadline right so again big question mark there is uh severino if he comes back as a number two pitcher and they can pick up a number two a or two b at the deadline eh, now they get a fighting chance yeah and it, it's funny that they're kind of chasing down at least two teams uh, yeah. if boston starts hard hot then they're right. chasing all three, three of them yep yep it it feels like i mean the aaron judge apparently the yankees made him a historic offer i don't know what that means right like is it like an 18 year deal or something um it, it feels like this team needs almost the stability i know not teams don't name captains but i yankees feel like do I, yeah generally. i was gonna say i think i think it's time to give Aaron Judge that role. Uh, agreed. It, if they sign him, which they have until 1 o'clock today, um, yeah, sign him and name him captain at the same time. Because if you're signing him, it's not going to be a two-year deal. No. Right? So now you have your captain for the next eight years or whatever you end up signing him for. It does feel like a team that it, it's it's different than last year in the sense of the versatility that – yeah. Like DJ LeMayhew can play first, second, or yeah, third. Yeah, like they have, yeah, they have 10 players for nine positions or eight, nine players for eight, uh, nine players for eight positions, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and then the outfield, again, they're almost, they're 
I don't want to say bomb squad out, outfield, but they could. Aaron Hicks is probably the reliable center fielder. But a question mark whether he stays healthy. And then you can put Aaron Judge in center. They've been playing the, playing him there enough where you could have Gallo, Judge, Stanton as your outfield. Probably not great, but... It, yeah, it's almost like they're anticipating an injury, so that's why you go with the one extra player. So if someone gets hurt, you plug in LeMahieu, wherever that person... Right, they have versatility, like you said. Yeah, Riz, Rizzo and Donaldson at the corners. I think... Donaldson, as much as I don't like him, he is the perfect Yankee because I, I no agree. one likes him. Yeah, like he'll hit 250, 35 homers. If he does that, then it's an upgrade over Gio, even though I think Gio is obviously the better defensive player and way less expensive. Yeah, that's just but. that was one of those Yankee moves where it's just, well, we have unlimited money. Let's just spend it. Right, but... Really, I the, actually I should say the one move that I really liked was the shortstop that they got because he's actually hitting well, but they said he hits well every spring. But I didn't realize he's a two seventy one hitter. That's decent for a shortstop. I, I would take that all the time. So we're going. Are we calling him IKF or is it? Yeah, they actually. Um, sorry, who's the bro- Michael broadcast? K. Michael K. They were debating that what to call him. Um, and I, I think they actually asked him in a in an interview, and I I can't remember. I think he just said the last name. Kalefa. Yeah, but IFK, I like it. Uh, Tampa Bay, are their bats now better than their arms? I'm not sure because I don't know who's still on the team. They keep this is a team that just keeps trading people for no apparent reason, and still manage to be contenders. Yeah, like. You trade, like, Austin Meadows, he's a good player. Like, why are you trading him? And who else did they just trade? Like, if they just did that this year. Again, they traded three or four guys that, like, they won you the American League East. And now they just, yeah, because you know why? Because he's going to be probably up for contract, so he's going to ask for too much money. Except if you're Wander Franco, then, then we'll pay you. Right. And he played. He's played like sixty yeah, games. You better hope he doesn't run into the uh, Tatis Junior injury bug. I, I I love Rosarena and Franco as your duo going forward. It's yep. great. You're also, I mean, you already paid Franco. You're gonna have to play pay a Rosarena eventually, which yeah. is or a, are you? Yeah, it's a big question. Or do you mark. trade him? Yeah. Right? Because you know he's gonna say, "Well, you just paid Franco that. Why wouldn't I get that? And I got a year under my belt more than he does. And look at my stats." Yeah. It's a team that just it never makes sense that they're good. No, but, but we all always... just know they're going to be good. Exactly. Yep. Like Corey Kluber is their number one pitcher. Yeah, I guess so. He's their only pitcher that's not an opener because <laughs> they have openers. They don't have starters. Yeah, they just right? they, and it's they a defy how baseball is played, which good for them. Yeah, for to be anti baseball, yeah. basic or not anti baseball, anti traditional baseball, right, and right. still be successful. <clears throat> yeah, it's a. It's a credit to Kevin Cash, even though he probably cost them a World Series in 2020. Uh, Toronto, my question is, are the expectations too high? No. They should be the favorite to win the American League Championship. Yeah, it's it's hard that, to... Uh, how, how can you say they're better? They got better in the offseason. Their pitching is... The only question, Mike, I, I have is their number five starter, who used to be their number one starter... 
what, a year ago? Two years ago? Pretty much, yeah. Right? Until they brought in Barrios. So they could probably get somebody else to fill that number five spot. Even if he falls off, I can't see that because you're paying him $20 million a year. But they're better at every position other than second base. Yeah. Which you know it was going to be a downgrade. Even if you re-sign him, I think it's a downgrade. I just think he had a career year Yeah, at I, the perfect time. I think I think Marcus Simeon, I think we could see he, he is a very consistent player. That yeah. was an outlier to hit the most home runs ever, ever. by a second baseman right. in a season. Yeah. That's... I don't think we're seeing that again this year. No, exactly. Um, the White Sox. My question for them: What is Tony Larusa like in year two? That's a good question. I'm surprised he came back, but obviously he must relate to the young kids. He must be on TikTok and Twitter and all that. <laughs> he's gotten off Facebook, but yeah, I don't know. He's he's done a good good job there. I, again, why the White Sox decide to trade their bullpen? that it was so strong i know it still is but again i i don't understand that move if i'm a white Sox fan to have to have an eighth inning guy in craig kimbrell who yeah. has just always been a closer right now you take pressure off of him and now he's going to the dodgers where he's probably gonna have to be the closer it's gonna be exciting ninth innings in <laughs> dodger land now get ready la because it's not a one two three inning ever with this guy uh are the cleveland guardians what are, I just what are they? Are they a seller? Are they trying to win? To me, they sound like an expansion team. First off, by the way, you said that because I, I I'm not even gonna. Are we talking lacrosse now? <laughs> right? Like I, I, it's gonna take me a while to get through that that name down because it doesn't sound like a professional team. No. Or or baseball from the majors, yeah. major four sports. Let's put it that way. I'm almost thinking you're talking arena football. <laughs> Lacrosse, I'm XFL? not quite sure. XFL, yeah, one of those sports. Guardians but, is a good name for a football team. Yeah, probably yeah. not really a baseball team. No, but, but anyway, we're here. Um, yeah. Again, question mark. You can again the the two central divisions. If you're the first question you're going to ask me is I'm going to throw it right back at you with a couple of question marks <laughs> for almost every team in both of those divisions. But yeah, I, I would think that well, they just signed their third baseman, so is. I don't know. Are they trying to tell the fans that we're going to, you know, build our team around this guy? I don't know. Because before that, it was, well, the Jays are trying to trade for him. And right. San Diego thought they were going to get him. Yeah. Which which that that was amazing because I thought, where, where, are, where are you putting Jose Ramirez if you're yeah. San Diego? You have Jake Cronenworth. I know Tatis is out right now, but yeah. he's, he's gonna going to come back. <laughs> yeah. At some point. At first, you kind of have this platoon option of uh, Voight and Eric Hosmer. Right. And then you have Manny Machado. That's I said. I've already said what four infield, five infielders. Yeah. And then you're going to add another one. Right. The Jays kind of made sense where you go. Okay, we'll just put him at second, and he'll be our everyday second baseman. Right. I I know because before that I was thinking, okay, they'll trade Jose Ramirez. Do they maybe try to trade Shane Bieber because they yeah. could get a king's ransom for him for sure? But now it just seems like they're going to hold on tight. Gonna, well, again, it's the American League Central. You got a chance. Yeah. All five teams, I'm telling you, if you told me any of those five win the division, doesn't surprise me. Uh, Detroit Tigers, I think the question leads into what we've already been talking about, the Tigers, is that, is this a real challenger? I think so. I like. I actually think they're the favorites to win the American League Central, which, again, doesn't say much for that division when you're, your number one star, Cabrera's Woodsy, 38 years old now. Yeah, yeah never has to right. play in the field ever again, though. No. 
and they add Javier Baez. I thought yep. they were one more like a Carlos Correa away from yeah. being the okay, yeah, this is this can be the best team in the AL Central. Right. But it's definitely the most interesting team because the White Sox we know are good. Yeah. It just kind of comes down to who's going to be that second place team. Right. Because it is pretty wide open. Uh, Kansas City Royals. Are they are they a, the sneaky good team? Because I think Detroit, we see it more. But Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Question marks everywhere there again, but... Yeah, they have a chance. I'll, I might have to make that bet with you again. What was what was that bet? Oh, I it made? was uh, Cleveland. It was uh, will. Uh, Cle- it was Cleveland because they were winning the division. Will right. they finish five hundred against the rest of? Oh, the right, league? the league, right, which was close, right? It came, didn't it come down yeah, to the wire? They, I think they were like one game over five hundred right, right. against everybody not in their division. division. Yeah. I like this Kansas City team. I like that they bring in the number one prospect of baseball, Bobby yeah. Witt Jr. Uh, spoiler alert, I have him winning Rookie of the Year. I think Kansas City and Detroit are, to me, those two teams that are going to battle it out for second. And ultimately, I would say that I like Detroit more. But right. I think Kansas City is going to hang around a lot more, especially, like, not that Zach Greinke is the same pitcher he was. Right. But I think he's also a good mentor to the rest of that yeah. staff. Agreed. Uh, Minnesota, polar opposite of uh, Kansas City, are they a sneaky bad team? Yeah. They got rid of everyone. Like, you add Carlos Correa and yeah. Urshela. Yeah. I and think Sanchez. Carl- yeah, like, it's a good, realistic hitting team. Then right. they make this trade. They trade for Chris Paddock from San Diego, and then they send back their closer. Right. They send back Taylor Rogers, which yeah. made me think, so you're trying to win? But that's not a that's not a winning move, Yeah, giving up your closer. No. I think Carlos Correa is going to have great numbers. Also, anybody that's wondering about his three-year, $100 million deal, he has an opt-out at the end of the year. I don't think Carlos Correa is going to be there year two in Minnesota. Right. He's not going to be used to the losing. No. I, and the non-cheating. <laughs> yeah, no more no more stealing signs. Again, that, that Astros team, we are just tearing it apart. Which, with those Astros, what... What is life going to be like for the Astros post Carlos Correa? Because we know how amazing he is, but is Carlos Correa a loss enough that the team, that Houston will not be as good? Oh, yeah, for sure. They've downgraded. They're a team that, in my mind, I thought they overachieved, although their pitching staff is still really good. But um, you might run into some sophomore slumps with those pitchers, right? Because a lot of those guys were rookies mm-hmm. other than their number one guy. Verlander? Oh, McCullers. Oh, yes, McCullers. And that's right, they did get Verlander back, but what's he going to be like after a year of Tommy John? Yeah, it's supposed to be stronger, but he's, what's he, 38 years old? At least. Right? So, I don't know. I don't know. Big question marks for me in, in Houston. But, again, with that division... They could win it. You can never doubt the Astros. Right. I think the biggest mistake they made was not... I mean, obviously, you should have brought back Correa. Why didn't Houston sign Trevor Story? Like, who? I don't even know who Houston's shortstop is. No idea. You're right. Unless they're, like, moving Bregman to that spot. I, I don't know what the thought was of, okay, we're losing Carlos Correa, and we're going to replace him with... Um, um who's in triple a okay that we'll just put him in that lineup like carlos correa was the integral part of that lineup I, yeah. and george springer was too but houston was still good without springer I, 
could Houston not have signed him for 105 million for three years? Isn't that a realistic number? I think that's almost a discount for Carlos Correa. Yeah, I would have thought he would have got more in Houston and more term, but I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Are the Los Angeles Angels ready for the next step? I don't think so. I just, I I almost feel like Trout is a um, Jack Eichel of Major League Baseball. Like, he's a great player, but he doesn't make any of his teammates better around him. And not a not a winning type player. I think your best case scenario for the Angels is you're saying, okay, we finally get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani fully right. healthy at the same time. Right. So you'll get them on TV a lot because they are showcase players, but not a showcase team. Yeah. They So they, ha- they have Otani. They added Syndergaard. I think they at least made moves – to get better. To so what were they last year? Five games, ten games under five hundred, something like that. So probably. maybe they're a five hundred team now. I guess it might get them into the playoffs. Yeah, or at yeah, least a shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Oakland A's. How bad are they going to be? Again, if if you're an Oakland A's fan, you're most likely also an Arizona Coyotes fan. Right, you cheer for the teams that just don't, don't want to win and don't have any money. They don't try to win, and yeah, again, yeah, it just it's sad. I think a month in, into the season, we should play. How many Oakland A's can you name? Because right now, off the top of my head, I could name one, and it's Frankie Montas, who is probably going to get traded. Right. Outside I of that, yeah, I, I don't even know where the manager is their stadium nobody wants to go there to watch a game so that'll be the big debate who gets more fans um over the course of this year arizona whose maximum is five thousand, or oakland who closes their entire upper deck so they can't get more than what twenty five thousand probably is their max it's it's just sad it's embarrassing for baseball it is right that you have teams where you can go like Again, the AL Central teams, you can at least look at them and say they all try to get better. Yeah. Baltimore is a rebuilding team. You can't sure. really. No. Can't play. They're, they're trying. Yeah. They at are. least they're trying, right? Oakland, but, just like until they signed guys that already were on their team before, they yeah. didn't spend any money. No. No, they're just. Yeah. It's just they are a major league team from AAA. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I like that. Um, will we see continued success from the Seattle Mariners? I think so. Like again, last year I thought they did well, and they—I think they improved their team. I don't really—I I can't really say they got worse. No, you add Robbie Ray. I think. Yeah. The big question mark with Robbie Ray was: was it him or was it Pete Walker in Toronto? Right. Well, we'll really, see. He's going to have that chance to prove himself. That's right. Cy Young Award winner and the tightest pants you'll ever see. That's right. We'll see that he keeps them tight in Seattle. Uh, the Texas Rangers, uh, did they buy enough to be good? Uh, maybe not to be good, but they definitely won't be as bad as they were. So I would definitely leapfrog frog them over Oakland. Yeah. But then after that, they're probably in a battle with the Angels. Yeah. It does. It does feel like a four horse race seems realistic. Yeah. If all the team, if all of them are playing at their potential, there's going to be at least one of them that has some major injury or has some deep decline from someone. Right. If you figure someone in the 
American League West is going to overachieve at it, some point. Yeah. Right? Because it hasn't happened. Uh, although the Mariners, it would have been fun if they would have won their last game and the Yankees and Red Sox had lost. So it would have had a four team. To me, I would have had fun with that. That would have been fun. Especially because it was all the scenarios of, okay, well, you get to pick either who you play or right. home field. Right. And the Yankees said, we want to play Boston. Right. And then they got Boston and we saw what happened in that one. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just do, I'll go through what I think the standings will be. Uh, American League East, I have Toronto winning. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Then the Yankees. Then Boston. Then Baltimore. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty universal. Yeah. The only thing, maybe Boston and the Yankees might go 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three, but yeah, I, I can't see it going any other way. Interchangeable either yeah, way. I see yeah, that. yeah. For those two, but the rest, yes. Central, I have the White Sox winning. Okay. Detroit second. Yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. Then Minnesota and Cleveland. Again, Minnesota, right. I just think I think Correa is enough to to make them not be last. Right. And I just think Cleveland just hasn't built a good team and they're thinking, All right, we got Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. That's enough. Two two hundred lost teams in the American League Central? Oh, that's a good question. I actually I don't know if any of them lose a hundred. Oh. Just because they're all they're gonna beat mismatch. up on each other. Gotcha. Uh, in the West, I have what I from what you said. It's gonna it's gonna seem like an upset. I have the Los Angeles Angels winning the division. Okay. I just think if I'm betting on Mike Trout and Shohei Otani being healthy. Yeah. And then I have Seattle, Houston, Texas, Oakland. Fair enough. Yeah, I just think one of those Angels or Seattle's uh, will overachieve i think texas can overachieve too but i don't think it's enough to win them in division no they're right? they're overachieving is probably finishing third right finish i was gonna say finishing 500 probably <laughs> about the same thing but yeah all right over to the nl the nl east the atlanta braves are they ready for a repeat i don't think so i just think that division is so weak we talked about it last year right did i don't think any team won 90 games in that division and i think right atlanta was, won and they won 88 games right and then won the world series yeah exactly so it goes to show you if you get hot at the right time um to me i'm kind of leaning towards the mets to win that division followed by the phillies it's def it's definitely too like the two contenders that make sense because Atlanta is the team with the the championship belt, not just in the whole league, but right. just in this division that right. they lose Freddie Freeman, which that's huge. It's no doubt gonna hurt them, especially he was their he's their leader. Right. You replace it with Matt Olson, which Who's I think is good? offensive, or maybe not even just off uh, offensively, probably maybe about the same. Yep. Defensively, I think you lose a little bit. Right. But it's at least a replacement guy where you don't say, oh, this team isn't going to do anything. Right. But like you said, it's the the factors that don't count in the stats. He's definitely not as good of a leader as Freeman is. So we'll, we'll see what kind of a factor that plays into this year. Because now this becomes Acuna's team. Right. Who we don't really know when he's, he's coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Uh, that That's definitely a big question mark. I mean, for if, sure. if he's out for two months, then – yeah. That kind of derails that se their season. Right. Uh, the Miami Marlins. This is, I'm going to, it's kind of a question, but I guess this is just like a building year, not necessarily rebuilding, but. They're kind of in between Baltimore and Oakland. They just n never seems like they want to win, 
but they kind of do. And then when they do, they become the Oakland A's and get rid of everyone. <laughs> like the and Derek Jeter's not there anymore. Yeah, the Jorge He's to the Yankees, I bet for sure. The Jorge Soler signing was a weird one because it makes like he's coming off a world series mvp and you go to my it's one of those like besides we'll talk about chris bryant too that it was just a signing that didn't really make sense yeah for either side right i guess maybe if you're miami you're just thinking if we bring in a big bat like this maybe we can compete yeah that's not uh I'm I'm not gonna bet on the Marlins. I'll, I'll no, say that. Me either. Uh, the New York Mets. The question has to be: Can Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer stay healthy? Yeah, then that'll be the big key. Because if they do, yeah, they win that division in my mind. It's the, I I it's not even enough to say the best one two in baseball. I would argue it's one of the best if they're both healthy. One of the best one two starting pitchers we've ever seen. Yeah, if, exactly. If they both pitch thirty, have thirty starts. The Mets win that division. Because DeGrom's out, what, for the first month? He's always out, right? He's always hurt. So, yeah, like I said, if, if he can pitch 30, they're, they're going to have a good chance to win most of those games. There, so there's 60 wins right there between those two guys. Of course, you're not going to go 30-0, and 0, but, <laughs> right? At least a better yeah. better chance. Yeah. Philadelphia, my question is, is there enough pitching? Uh, I think the pitching's okay. It's their defense. They play the Yankees a lot in the spring training, and they talked about that, and it was true. A lot of game, a lot of errors. Um, Didi is like a shadow of his former self, unfortunately, because I was hoping the Yankees would have signed him last year. Mm. Um, but yeah, the defense is going to be their undoing, from what I see. Because the bats that there's no question it's oh yeah, yeah it's bryce there. harper castellanos yeah. schwarber yeah, you got the best right fielder best catcher um yeah, schwarber, could, you could call him the dh best one of the best dhs around so yeah they're yeah they're gonna score runs they have they have enough they have hoskins i think they have uh yeah. mickey moniak he's coming up alec Baum. they have they have guys yep but you yeah defense i guess defensively was the better question you right. know Phillies, they're at least going to be a fun team to watch because yep. they're going to have to try to win every game like 14-13. Right. Poor, poor Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. They're both two talented D- pitchers that sure. are basically going to be Jacob deGrom. Uh, maybe the opposite of Jacob deGrom where you're going to have run support, but they're also going to give up a lot of runs. Yeah. like the, Both those guys would be a good number three. Like if the Yankees could get one of those guys, oh yeah. boy, that would put them over the top, right? Or or pretty much any team, right? Would you'd knock it, put them in at number two or number three? Mm-hmm. Nola or Wheeler. The Washington Nationals. My question is: Is there a reason to pitch to Juan Soto at all this year? No. Why? <laughs> Do, I don't care who's in front of or behind him. There's no need. Just walk him. 500 times a year so he doesn't hurt you and Washington will lose 100 games. It'll be a great on it'll be a great Juan Soto statistical year because yeah. if you pitch to him he can hit 40 home runs, yeah. 100 plus RBIs, yeah. great on base percentage and just the team around him sucks. Exactly. Yeah, they're again to my mind a 100 lost team. It's like it's almost really like falling off Mike Trout syndrome, where yeah. he's going to be great, but yeah, who else? That's all he's got. Yeah, did he hasn't signed a long term, right? So this is a this is where Washington has to probably look at this. Going, if we want to keep this guy, we better bring start bringing in some players to rebuild because he might say, you know what, I want to go somewhere where I can win. Oh yeah, because he 
rejected uh, a thirteen-year, three hundred and fifty million dollars deal. But that's probably why, right? If they're if you're not winning, you don't want to stay there. Yeah, you can make three hundred and fifty million playing for the Yankees, and and try and win, real right? Yeah, yeah. Or Boston, or you know, one of those team. bigger markets. Yeah, even I would say the sneaky team. And they're the first one in the NL Central is the Cubs. The Cubs right. always seem like that type of team where they're always in on the free agents. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they they've got money for sure. Are they are they a sneaky underdog? No, 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 no Cub believe. No, they're they're in full rebuild. And it's it's a weird rebuild because then they sign Marcus Stroman. They bring yeah, in. Well, uh, they, you need a number one pitcher who's not even a number one. <laughs> I again slot him in probably number three. On most teams, but that's all they have. Well, they got Hendricks. He's definitely he, but he had a bad year last year, so maybe he'll rebound because it's not like he needs to throw a hundred mile an hour fastball. That's not his pitching no, style, right? So placement. He just gotta, yeah, it's all about placement. So if he gets that back, then you got a decent two and three punch. You're just missing a number one pitcher. Yeah, the I like the the Saya 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 Suzuki. He was really funny in his opening press conference, and they said, oh, why do you wear number 27? And he just grabs the mic and goes, Mike Trout, I love you. Oh. So he, he's almost like uh, like Kawasaki from the Jays. Like gotcha. He'll be that kind of personality. I, I like this Cubs team. I don't like them enough in this division. In a division that's bad. Yeah. But they're, they're the better of the bad, I guess. Oh, boy. Uh. The Cincinnati Reds, do they have any anything more to sell? Because I, I don't know who's left. I don't think so. I think they're in a uh, – it's almost like they're in a, uh, a uh, arms race with Oakland to see who, who can we get rid of the most. How many AAA players can we get on our opening day roster? Because same with, same with Oakland. Cincinnati still has a starting pitcher in Luis Castillo that – they can eventually trade again. That's a, that's a like Yankee, a Yankee target. Exactly. It just it sucks that these teams don't don't have like Cincinnati and Oakland to me are the biggest disappointments disappointments in baseball already because it doesn't feel like they care. I I would like to talk to a Oakland and or Cincinnati fan. Just have them on here and like like how are you feeling going into opening day? Like, are like, you even do you watching care? This yeah, yeah, like, is it, like, just a wash and, like, yeah, sorry, I'm following the USFL, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not even going to follow baseball this year. Yeah. It's kind of like hockey for me right now, and I know you're the same way. Like, it's – I'm just waiting for the playoffs because my team sucks and I don't care. Yeah, the playoffs because then I get to go, all right, I don't have to think about my team anymore. Right, and there's I don't no stress. Have, yeah, I don't have right? to cheer for anyone. Yeah, I get to watch everyone fun, else be stressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the excitement of being a non-playoff team. Yeah, how's that stress for you, eh? <laughs> Enjoy that playoff fun? You enjoying playing more than 82 games? Yeah. Not us. We're golfing. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers, are are we confident enough that they can repeat as division champions? Again, question marks, as I had said for every central team in baseball. I think it comes down to Yelich. Is like, does he get his form back, or is was he just like a one hit wonder? Because this is a guy who won an MVP, yeah, and, and then disappeared. Lost to stroke. So I, yeah, again, pitching is there. One, one of the best probably bullpens. the best. Yeah, ends and starting pitching, they got it all, except for offense. And yeah, I, I question marks galore there. I don't they even could know. Win the division, yeah. they could finish sixth. 
Six. Oh, is there six teams in that uh, division? I thought there five, was. Because oh, okay. it was Houston, they moved. Oh, to right, the, they moved. Right. Um. Yeah. The. I, I don't even know if it's the offense in general. It might just be Yelich. Right. Is there is there a big question mark? Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, the last night, nothing yesterday to start happy again. There's another throw in the Pirates as another fan. Bring I like to hear a Pittsburgh Pirates fan on here. It's uh, rebuilding again. Like when are they not rebuilding? When's the la- the last time I can remember them not rebuilding is when they had Barry Bonds, Bobby <laughs> Bonilla, and they lost in dramatic fashion to the Braves in the 1991 National League Championship Series. Since then, not good. They had like the McCutcheon years where they would like always be in the wild card game. Wow, I don't even remember that. <laughs> uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. This this feels like the final ride for this kind of group. Is it is it a great final ride? I think they regress unless they can find a way to win 19 games in a row again. I don't think they win this division in that's not very good to begin with. They change managers. Who ju- they just got him, which is weird. Yeah, never just, a good sign. Yeah, it's just a strange sign. I don't know. Yeah, and again, yeah, like Molina, that's awesome that you're still behind the plate at 40 years old, but what do you got left in the tank? Yeah, and the, the pool holes thing just feels like more more like a gimmick yeah, than exactly. anything. I agree. That's just to try and get another 10,000, 20,000 more fans into the seats throughout the year. Oh, I want to go see my favorite player one last time. Yeah, that's what that feels like to me because he's not going to play in the field. No, he's just going to he's going to DH. That's yeah. the only reason why he still has a job. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Major League Baseball, for changing the rules because Arel's Pools probably doesn't have a job this year. I I can't see it. That's yeah, that or he's like the manager not of the C- Cardinals. Not in St. Louis anyway. Not in the National League. You'd have to try find a team in the American League. Yeah, which, and he's not going to get three and a half million. Yeah, it was weird enough to see him on the Dodgers. He's he's a Cardinal for sure. Yeah, or an Angel, or I an guess. Angel. Yeah, exactly. I know he played both probably just as long, but yeah, he feels like a Cardinal to me. Uh, that is it for the NL Central, NL West, the Arizona Diamondbacks. What are they? Well, they beat the Padres yesterday, so they're in first place in the National League West. That's all I got to tell First you. The National League West. Yep. After one game. I just yep. don't know. Like, they have talented they players. They pieces, but, again, that division is so strong that... You can finish fourth and be proud. Yeah. It's a battle for fourth if you're Colorado and Arizona. Like, we don't want to finish in the basement. But and I don't think either one of those teams loses 100 games either. No. I don't think either one of them are that bad. Like, if you – again, I'm surprised Arizona and Colorado doesn't ask for a move to the Central because they have a chance to win that division to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're at least more competitive in those in that yeah. division. And my question for Colorado is why, why do you sign Chris Bryant? Because it's not like – I mean, you sign him away from a division rival in the Giants, but it's also not like you're competing. Does MLB have the same – salary cap restraints that hockey and football and baseball have where you have to at least hit the bottom ceiling because uh, i almost feel like that think- was a signing where oh if we don't get somebody then we're gonna not be following the rules and not be at the salary cap minimum i guess right because the- they traded everybody yeah All i just think guys. i just think oakland is is the reason to 
show that there's there's there can't be a floor or else yeah that's true they would be below it yeah and that's Cincinnati true. yeah that's true yeah you're right so Arizona Colorado are basically gonna battle it out for fourth that's why they signed Bryant we want to <laughs> beat Arizona we want to finish fourth, fourth in the National League West uh the LA Dodgers I guess the question has to be can they win a World Series in a full season good question because I think they are the most disappointing franchise i think we talked about this off air actually i think no, i think last, we talked about, oh, we it, talked about it here okay over the last nine ten years where again I, I can't believe they've only won one world series in nine or ten years and they've been in what three world series in ten years yeah because they low, lost to boston right? and houston right. and won one one and that was in 2020 where everyone was, was playing in texas exactly I mean, so. Dave, Dave Roberts said it. He set those expectations. Yeah. Again, they're again they are they just kind of remind me of the Yankees of um, like the '80s, where they go out and always get the best players, but they just can't seem to find a way to win. Uh, the San Diego Padres, which is is your team, you've you've hitched your wagon to them. Yeah. Uh, can can they survive without Tatis? Yeah, they're pretty deep. So I again they regressed big time, biggest disappointing team last year. I think San Fran regresses, which I know we'll talk about next, but so I just think the Dodgers regress and I think they are able to win the National League West. And they add Shamanaya, which we yeah. already talked about how great of a rotation it was. Yeah, like they got six starters. They got Voigt. Yeah. So yeah, they're in I don't know. I think they're in pretty decent shape, although they lost Arizona 4-2 yesterday, but <laughs> they're last in the National League West. I think the Tatis is going to feel more like a trade deadline pickup for right. them. Right. And you reacclimate him. Even last year, he wasn't playing shortstop all the time, so I guess he's a little more versatile. You can put him in right field. Yeah. I don't think they'll have to, though, once they have every all the pieces in place. They'll kind of be like the Yankees, where they should have a couple of extra players mm -hmm. to move around and the san francisco giants you, we it's the same question as boston right do we expect a repeat of last year uh, or some regression they lost their third baseman catcher they lost their catcher who retired they lose their i don't know their number two pitcher to the blue jays um they bring in carlos rodon from the white Sox. right doesn't really it's seem just, like that much of an improvement no i just i just can't see them winning 107 games again, right? They overachieved mm -hmm. by far. Um, yeah, and I just think San Diego figures it out with their new manager, right, who's an experienced boss. So, yeah, I just think it goes San Diego, Dodgers, San Fran, Arizona, Colorado is my prediction. Do we think also, like, does Colorado try to trade Chris Bryant at the deadline? Yeah, maybe. What did he sign for? At five years. Oh, well, that might be hard to, to trade. I guess probably if you're if you're not winning World Series, it's probably at least fun to hit in Colorado. Like if you're, I don't know if you're an owner, do you try and reach out to your fans and go like, yeah, we at least we signed one superstar that you want to might might come and watch once or twice this summer. Like, yeah, I, right. Like you lose story. That's like I know your... Oakland, Cincinnati. Yeah, you don't have to come to the ballpark, right? We're not on TV. You don't probably worry won't. About it. Yeah, we'll win the AAA championship this year. <laughs> Um. All right, that's it for the teams. Uh, division in the East, I have Atlanta still winning. Okay. 
And then Philly. Yep. I have the Mets third. Okay. And then Miami, Washington. That's yeah, okay. Again, I it, those top three to me are pretty interchangeable. Yeah. I just I don't know if I could bet on Degrom. I and honestly, it's more Degrom than Scherzer. But right, if both I of think them are Scherzer's healthy, hurt too now. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's that. I, that was also my thing. Is I just I feel like the Mets just might met, and that's with all the expectations for this team, and somehow fall short. Right. In the Central, I went. I really went back and forth on this a lot, <sighs> and I went with St. Louis. I don't know if I have a lot of reason to back it up right it doesn't feel great but sometimes you gotta take some risks i got milwaukee second then chicago pittsburgh cincinnati i'll the only one i'll interchange there is i think milwaukee will win that division and st louis second no and that's not i milwaukee does make more sense they're just a team that you're you're betting on yelich versus betting on how much in st louis to go right right exactly yeah exactly uh, and then in the West, I still have the Dodgers winning. Wow. Then I have the Padres, okay. Giants, and then I have Arizona, Colorado. Okay. So, again, it's pretty – and you probably just have that flip, San Diego and the Dodgers. Right. So, not terrible. Um, I guess let's do awards. I know everybody has the AL MVP as Vlad Guerrero Jr. Right. I just couldn't find anybody else that I, like, truly thought would win. Really? Like it just Mike Trout, healthy, hundred and sixty two game season. Yeah, I guess if if I'm thinking the Angels are going to be good, that's probably a good bet. Yeah, like I'm I'm just in my mind again. I'm thinking at some point Vlad gets hurt this year. He hasn't been hurt yet, and I'm just and he's one of those guys. I think he played hundred and sixty games last year. Like he plays he a lot. right. He doesn't play. He doesn't sit out much. No, and I just have a feeling something's going to happen there. That, that's my only concern with him is he breaks down at some point this year because he plays so much. Yeah, I think they need to utilize him in the DH spot. I agree. Like once a week. I agree. And it, and I think that's why they were thinking of getting Freddie was f- could we make this work where we can get Vlad to DH more? Because he didn't DH very much. No, because that, that was kind of always the – when you needed a DH, it was kind of always Springer's spot. Yeah. So I guess you you need to you need Springer to play center field a lot more this year. Again, health. Yep. Uh, AL Cy Young, because I believe in the White Sox, I put Lance Lynn. Okay. Again, a lot of people, there's the usual, the Garrett Coles, right. Shane Bieber's. Not that I don't think Cole, I think Cole will be in contention again. Yep. I'm just, I, I'm also going to say no back-to-back for Robbie Ray. Probably not. I think that, okay. not that it was entirely Pete Walker, but I think also when you have the Blue Jays behind you instead of C- Seattle, I think that is a difference, right. especially offensively. Um, manager of the year, I put A.J. Hinch because I think, I just I think this Tigers team is going to be a lot better because last year it's not that they were bad they just got hot late yeah they were a competitive team they were yeah uh rookie of the year I already said it but Bobby Witt Jr. just because I think Kansas City will be that sneaky good they won't make the playoffs but they'll impress some people there was a guy in the Tigers um sorry I don't know his name offhand but uh he was supposed to start the year with the Tigers their number one prospect and he 
I don't know if he cracked a rib, but anyway, he's out. Uh, he's out for the first little bit. Anyway, he was supposed to make the roster out of training camp. Because they do have uh, Torkelson. Torkelson is probably the biggest competitor to Bobby Witt Jr. for Rookie of the Year. I'm trying to. Th- I do. I do remember that because Detroit is just kind of they're they're betting on their young guys to get MLB MLB chances. Uh, while you look that up, I'll roll through the NL. And I think this is why I had St. Louis first, is I put Nolan Arenado as the MVP in the NL because I was just I was staring at it. Do the Dodgers not kind of all cancel each other out? Like D- just among teammates? Yeah, yeah, probably. Because it's Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are probably your two best chance best options. Or who was the other first baseman? He also won say, a National Ma- League. Ma- or also plays center oh, uh, field. Bellinger. <laughs> yeah. Right, like they got a few on that team that have won in the past, and then even a lot of people think Trey Turner deserves a chance at some point. Right, but I just I just think they have, and it's a credit to their team. They have too many good players, superstars that they, I, I yeah, I just think they cancel each other out for right. MVP. And that Tiger guy is Turkelson. Oh, that he is hurt. Yeah. Oh, I was excited. I'm I'm excited to see him when he does Whenever get in he comes there. Back. Yep. Uh. Cy Young, I put Walker Bueller because I just think he is the ace in L.A. Right. And, again, Trevor Bauer could come back, but yeah. I think that's still a huge question mark. Yeah. Because it's still this is still undecided. and It's the only question mark in, in Dodgerland. Yeah. If Trevor – if Bauer can come back yeah. and he's he – He's your number five guy, <laughs> probably. That's that's not fair. Yeah. Um, manager of the year, I put Joe Girardi because I think mm. in, in Philadelphia – if he can figure out any way to kind of bandage together some defense, right? it's a team that, I don't want to say should, but could win the division. I'm going to say Melvin and San Diego. That is another, that is a good one. Uh, rookie of the year, I put Joey Bart, the catcher in San Francisco. You're replacing wow. Buster Posey. Legend. That's yeah. some expectations. For sure. Again, if you're, if he is just okay, that's good enough for San Francisco. Right. But uh, I don't know. It's so hard. Rookie of the year because, like, the guy with, like, the second highest odds was uh, O'Neill Cruz, who got optioned to AAA. But his well, odds are still the second best. Right. It's so tough because um, I think the rules are going to change now. But a lot of these teams don't want to blow a year of, you know, a rookie's contract deal, right? So they – Hold them off as Until long as they can. For the first After, like, month, I think. Yeah, May something. I, I think they changed that. But, yeah, that seems to affect when you get to see some of these up-and-coming rookies into the league quicker than what you normally would. Because that's what's better with like the Bobby Witts or the Torkelsons. Yeah. Is they're just saying, no, they're good Oop. enough that they can play. Exactly. We exactly. all we all knew Vlad Guerrero's first year. He could have played opening day. Right. But the Blue Jays said, no, we want to we we save that year. Yeah, Pretty so sure they, the Padres did that with Tatis. Because they would have had to sign him for that. What did he sign for? Seven and a half million? He would have had to sign for that last year. And now this year he'd be going into his... 10-year, 15-year, whatever right, you want to Whatever he's going to get, yeah. Honestly, for the Jays... I hand Vlad Guerrero a blank check and say, here you go. Yep. You are the face of the franchise. Right. He always You're- was, right? He's the only player I've ever seen them. Oh, here's his first ever batting practice, right? Remember that? <laughs> like, I've never seen that before. It was crazy. Uh, he got his standing ovation for his first MLB at bat right. when and he it was- grounded out. Right. 
Um, okay, so playoffs. So how the playoffs work, top two seeds in each league get a right. bye. I like that. Uh, uh, three plays six, meaning the third. Uh, it, I like actually how when I read an article about it, it was so first two division winners get a bye. Yeah. Third division winner uh, is obviously third. Fourth is the next best non-division winner. Right. And then next two after that. So in the AL, I have the White Sox and Blue Jays getting buys. I don't really care who's won two. That's yeah. pretty interchangeable. Then I have the Angels because they're the third right. division winner playing the Yankees. Wow. As the bottom uh, wild card team. Yep. And then I have Tampa Bay as the number one wild card team playing Seattle. Okay. Uh, in those series, I have the Yankees beating the Angels because I think if if the Yankees get to the playoffs, that means they made some moves. Right. And I think they'd be better than the Angels. I have the Rays beating the Mariners. Playoff experience team. Hard to, hard to bet against that. Yeah. Uh, White Sox Rays was probably the hardest series in all of these predictions that I tried to do. Okay. Because I had the Blue Jays and the Yankees, and I had the Blue Jays winning that. Yeah. Again, no bias here. Yeah. I went with the White Sox mm. because I have the Blue Jays going to the World Series. If that's okay. Tampa Bay, I think the Rays would beat the Jays because, okay. again, I think the Rays are in the same way as the Yankees. If they're getting to that point, they must have made a move. Right. To get a pitcher, or they get Glasnow back, and he – or is he out for the year? No, I don't think so. So, you're getting Glasnow back, and he is right. your number one superstar. Right. Uh, in the NL, I have the Dodgers and the Braves getting the buys. Uh, I have the Cardinals playing the Mets, and then I have the Padres playing the Phillies. Okay. So, Phillies, Phillies do get in there. The Mets are actually third place in their division, but I, I still think they would they make the playoffs. In. I f- it doesn't feel great leaving Milwaukee and San Francisco out, but yeah. that's that's I mean, even with these expanded playoffs, it's still you're gonna have good teams miss. Right. Um in those series, I actually have the Mets beating the Cardinals. Yeah, I could see that. Because if you're in a three game series right, and, and you get Scherzer and yeah, DeGrom. Exactly. That's yeah, you're gonna win the that pitching ma- matchup against anybody, pretty much. Yeah. And then I have the Padres beating the Phillies. Okay. So then I, it's Dodgers. Uh, I actually don't think that's right. I reseeded, but apparently okay. they are not reseeding. So in this scenario, it would actually be L.A., San Diego, and then Atlanta and the Mets. So it would be – Well, I'd watch that series. For, well, I'd watch the playoffs anyway, but I'd definitely division watch Dodgers, matchups. San Diego. Um, I guess I would still have the same teams. I would still have the Dodgers and Braves going to the – championship series and then this is where again we talk about the disappointment of the dodgers if they get into a series with the braves right i I think the braves win again yeah wow so i have the blue jays and braves because and honestly it came down to i think everybody's picking dodgers blue jays this year okay that seems like the popular pick yeah i want it to be at least a little bit different right i tried to i almost brought in because again i was that white Sox Rays series is what flipped the the whole world series for me is it was going to end up being dodgers rays and i would have the dodgers winning but i have the toronto blue jays beating the atlanta braves gotcha a world series title coming back north repeat of what 93 so the second one yeah nice 
And you're sticking with your World Series pick? San Diego over the Blue Jays. Ooh, San Diego Padres. Yep. World Series champions. I like yep. that. You should check the odds on that. Yeah. See if you should. Make a bet. Even because, like, I was talking to someone about betting. They're like, oh, with, like, the legalized thing, do you think you're going to bet a lot more? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm going to stare at it more and go, right. eh, do I want to bet this? Because that's why I was looking at Colin Morikawa. He was plus 2,200 to win the Masters. Okay. And I was like, eh, I, c- I could see it happening, but... Right. I think it's just better to have the option and that when you want to bet, you don't necessarily have to go out and make a ticket. Do they um, also have bets for, um, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys will win more than 10 games this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure with... I'm assuming they would because that's the kind of stuff like I always wanted the to bet. Uh, but yeah, but you'd have to go to Vegas, right, for that? I'm just wondering if they have that because that would be great because those... The reason why I find value in those bets is because you're che- it's not like one night and it's over. It's like all year you're going, oh, if they win tonight, then I'm that much closer to winning my bet. But it t- your, your bet lasts you four months. Yeah. Right? Or in baseball, same thing. Oh, you you think the Jays will win over or under 95 games. You're So you got six months where you're, you know, your, your bet's still in play. Yeah. Um, I could tell you, I just looked at baseball. They have, okay. so these, so they have Canadian specials. I don't know what that is. They have world series, league winner, division winner, uh, team win totals. You can you bet go. a team just to make the playoffs. Wow. There's player specials and player awards. Okay. So, uh, that, not an ad, but just, that's what FanDuel uh, has as an option. Okay. So it's not on pro line. It's just on one of the, the new, new, right. Which is like, yeah, going to be crazy. There's going to be a hundred of them out there. Yeah, ever everyone's gonna try to get their their chance to get people betting money. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like that's that's it for this one. That's it. Oh yeah, bad, good, and great. Yeah, because yeah. I kind of ruined a bunch of them. Oh, you did, but that's okay. Still, <laughs> I had I had a bit. All right, starting off with the bad. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. The Niagara Ice Dogs coach and GM has been suspended. Um, I think for the rest of the regular season. It's I guess they went on the. Um, WhatsApp, and they were talking trash about one of the female uh, employees. When are they going to learn? Like, all this stuff is tracked, and people see it, and even if you say it out loud, for like what we're doing, things are recorded. Yeah, someone might hear it. What are you doing? So, anyway, I don't understand that. Burner phones. Bring back burner phones (laughs) if you're going to do that. (laughs) Um,. Frozen 4 happened yesterday. It was actually disappointed that it's not on TV, but it was on the tsn.ca. Just thought TSN would have picked it up like to watch because it, it was during the day, which is weird too. Like you think NCAA would want to promote hockey. Like I know it's number 4 as a major sport, but wouldn't you want to have that like as a Friday night or a Saturday night like Yeah, especially if you're because I'm assuming it's probably like an ESPN, like someone like that is broadcasting it. I don't even know. Like they showed the highlights. Uh, anyway, so Michigan and Minnesota, who I would have thought played in the finals, they both lost. Oh. Denver beat Michigan in overtime. And, and Minnesota, uh, Minnesota State. State killed Minnesota 5-1. This is the other thing so. about TSN, why they should have shown that game. And now for Leaf fans, they're going to get to see Matthew Nyes, who plays right. at Minnesota. He's right. going to be a Leaf in the next probably hours. Right. Why, if you're TSN, why wouldn't you go watch Leaf prospect Matthew Nyes in right. the Frozen Four? Right. Especially because we have no hockey. 
Like, so I would have watched it. I was like, I was disappointed. Again, I'm not a big college hockey fan, but I, especially to watch Michigan, I can't believe they lost with the yeah. firepower they have, right? Like, I can't believe they lost that game. I wonder, I wonder if any of those guys are NHL. Like, if like they, Owen Power will probably be with Buffalo this week. Ken Johnson, Columbus yeah. draft pick, Maddie Beneers, Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'll probably see them. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. Actually, Buffalo is probably the one I don't think would bring power in. Yeah, now. probably not. They don't want to burn a year of his contract, right? I, I don't think. But it's such a fun but team. They prob- that... They'll probably want him to play f- in the world championships, like the men's. Yeah. I don't think the for, juniors. For the second straight year? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Honestly. In the NHL. That'll I'd... be a record, right? That'll never happen again. Imagine if he does play in the men's and then plays in the juniors and, oh, yeah, he played two men's world championships before playing in the world juniors. Right. Um, I don't have a good anymore because I had uh, Mike Weir winning the Masters par three. So he is one of, I don't know, I think there's only about six people that have ever won both. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that was pretty neat. Um, Great. Uh, I just ta- just in general from a neutral standpoint the florida leaf game was just fun right yeah. seven six again it's not playoff hockey at all but um like and again just having the great announcers because it was our our favorites uh miller and uh oh the tsn game T- yeah right right uh, i was gonna say ray miller yeah ray ray miller's fine <laughs> i would have got that because as soon as the game started, there was like, I don't know, three breakaways, two on ones. And like right away, uh, you know, Ray says to Miller, this isn't going to be a 2-1 game. And <laughs> it, it, it was funny, but it was so true, right? You just knew this was going to be a crazy game, right? Which it was. Um, what else do we got? What do we got? Um, start of the uh, MLB season, which uh, comes into play two new things. Uh, so the umpires are going to be able to announce uh, why they made the decision they made after a replay, which I think is great because maybe now you get some personality out of some of these umpires. Yeah. Like the, like the NHL is trying to do with their refs. Yeah. So I thought that is kind of neat. Um, and then also uh, staying with the MLB is the signs. So you're going to notice, how come we didn't give a sign there? Because now they're <laughs> going to be buzzing in their helmets and – no more sign stealing. So another reason why the Houston Astros may only win 80 games this year. Is that also like, is that not really funny? Like, I don't know. I didn't think about it until you just said that, that Houston cheated because they were like using a buzzer. Right. And now we're the, using, using the buzzer. a buzzer. So you can't cheat. Yeah. Right. That's great. That is yeah. honestly, that's might be one of the best burns to the Houston Astros outside of like throwing trash cans on the field. Exactly. Yeah, if there was a way you could throw incorporate the trash can into uh, the non-sign stealing or something. But anyway, yeah, I just uh, – yeah, I was watching um, – because luckily I was watching the um, one of the Yankee preseason games. Um, and, yeah, I noticed the catcher. Like I said, he didn't give a sign there. How does he know what he's going to throw? And then right at that time, that's when they said, oh, the – they're going to bring that in, and I guess uh, they were talking to Aaron Boone at the time, and he said, yeah, we're going to try using it at the beginning of the year, and then we'll see how things go. Because you could totally mess up cross your signs. Oh, you like, know, like between buttons? Yeah, like between the pitcher and the catcher. Oh, buzz two. I thought that meant fastball, and now you threw a curve. You know, and the catcher's getting it in the ding-dong or whatever, right? <laughs> so, 
anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. And then, uh, uh, you know, other than the Masters, Tiger, obviously. But I don't know if you got to see uh, Neiman with the shot of the day yesterday where um, he chipped one in from, I don't know, was probably uh, 60 yards or whatever um, and nailed it anyway. I just thought that was uh, pretty neat. But pretty good playing so far just in terms of the Masters overall. I thought uh, the scores were pretty low considering it was they I think they had like 3 inches of rain the night before until 5 a.m. so we'll see how things go today. That's all I got. Nice. Almost almost a 2-hour episode. I I mean I I think we we rolled through baseball pretty quickly considering but uh yeah, that about wraps it up for this one. We will see you next time.